good evening, Fabcasters. This is a refreshed, restored, and well-rested Arbar post-spiritual um, formation retreat. I mean, gosh, what a great time. It took four hours, four hours and a half to get down the mountain. Uh, no potty breaks, nothing. We just, we timed it right. We said, hey, we're going to get home right when the kids get home from school. But what a great last day. So I, I began the day... Um, I woke up super early. It's the most early I've, I've run. Uh, woke up and then I, I ran. I ran to uh, the graveyard up the street at the Lutheran Church, and while listening to some gospel tunes, you know, I had citizens and saints in the earbuds, just running. Just the the sun. It wasn't even up yet, and just a beautiful, crisp uh, spring air. And as I walked around the, the graveyard, it, I went to the ceremony. We went to the ceremony on Wednesday. Um, it was a memorial service that for someone who had um, been promoted to glory three years earlier. And I just went to the grave and I just walked around and said, Lord, thank you that you're going to raise all these people. And then I ran to the cross uh, via the station, the 14 stations of the cross. And I'm listening to Citizens and Saints gospel music. Um, when I get to about nine, the song, Father, You Are All We Need. Father... Father, you are all we need. And I love that song. Man, when I got to the top of the mountain, I dropped to my knees. I hesitated for a little bit because I go, you know, I got my new Asics on. My brother gave me these new Asics. <laughs> and then I quickly said, what am I doing, dude? I'm on my face. Let me get on my face here. And if I learn anything on this retreat, it's that that prayer, solitude, reflection, just throwing myself at the feet of Jesus is going to be a lifestyle from here on out. Not that I won't need reminders, but but it was just so good, man. It was so good. So I got on my knees. The sun's starting to come up, and I can see the dew of the morning coming over this valley, like just fog coming over, and um, the, the air is crisp. And, and so I'm on my face. I'm sweating because I've ran to the top of the mountain and then the last minute of the song you know it's uh, it starts it starts going faster dun 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 um and then it's uh it's a bridge to the song so I, I go to the the last station which is Jesus in the tomb and then and then I I run to the cross and then the sun comes up so I'm I'm now facing east I was facing west for the, for that first flat and then I get to the top of the tower and the sun's beaming with sun rays coming over through the valley. It was just so beautiful, so beautiful. And, and this, the song ended as I got to the top. And for the last time, I, I turn around, I look at the cross and I go, I go, I dedicated my hands, right? This is like the main theme that I got so much clarity over and over and over throughout this whole retreat is that I'm surrendering my hands so they could be... Uh, conduits of God's tender, gracious, loving, patient touch towards my kids and towards my wife. But for some reason, my kids were coming to my mind more that, that I never want to aggressively handle them ever again. And so I will fail, but God will never fail. So I simply said, Lord, you love them. And, and my, my surrender and my plea and my encouragement to everybody is that there's so much freedom in this confession of, I can't do this. I'm incapable of doing this perfectly, but the Lord is 
perfectly capable. So if I simply get out of the way and I say, Lord, I can't, but you can. So now I ask you, you love my kids through me, through my tone of voice and through my touch of hands. Then it can be done. Now it's possible. And then when the flesh says, ah, you're going to fail again. No, no, you, you're, you're a dead man talking. Get, get out of my face, enemy, flesh. So I get to the top of the mountain and then, uh, and I come down and I drink from the Orkney spring, right? Like it tastes like, tastes like licking pennies. It tastes like, but apparently people come from all over the world to come drink this mineral water and then they, they receive healing from it. So I get to the bottom of the hill. I'm stretching at the stretching station. I drink this mineral water out of this spring that's coming out of this rusty pipe. I probably need a tetanus shot. Uh, and then and then I go I go back to the room. It's not even seven o'clock yet, which is amazing. I, I pick up pick up my wife. Uh, we clean up the room. She gets goes to breakfast. We go to the first session. We have our last breakfast together. A lot of laughter it was good. So I want to talk about that. Like we ate three meals together every day for 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 almost five days, definitely for four days. And all this was all this retreat was was how to do community. It was just a taste of the new earth. And I think on the new earth, what's going to be in a standard operating procedure or modus operandi, if you will, is that we eat together, that we break bread together, that we worship together, that we run, run mountains and hike mountains together. By the way, I saw three deer in a, in a, in a, um, a peacock on, on the trail this morning. It was amazing. So we ate our last breakfast together, right? A lot of laughter, a lot of just sadness that this would be the last day, but it was a glimpse. No kidding, a glimpse of what the new earth is going to be like. Man, we're going to be we're going to be fellowshipping together. We're going to be celebrating together. That's amazing. And so after that, uh, we took a vote. Hey, you guys want to do the last session at, at at the shrine little monument there or or up in the classroom? I'm like, let's go to the shrine, man. The sun's coming up. So majority won, and we did last communion there. And uh, one of the one of the facilitators, one of the professors says, let me let me give you guys an illustration about deep diving. Anybody been deep diving? Of course, nobody had in that class. But I knew deep diving because because Nicholas is a, is a diver, very experienced diver. And she says, you know what happens if deep sea divers come up too fast? I said, yeah, they get the bends. They get oxygen in, in their in their bloodstream, and that could be a very, very bad day. She said, we've gone pretty deep here. And I don't want you guys to come up too fast. You have to come up slow as we reintegrate back into our normal lives and our daily routine. She said she said this, and it's it's stuck with me all day. She said, be kind to yourself. Be gentle with yourself. And I so needed to hear that because as I came home, I'm already I'm already in the routine of things, right? I'm jumping in too fast and and a lot of the kids from the neighborhood were over and, and it was like, what are we gonna do for dinner? Are we gonna go to the sports zone? Also, all these things started to flood my mind again. They started to flood my mind again, like animals rushing in that needed to be put back in their place. And so when those things came up, I, I I just remember uh, my professor's words, be gentle with yourself. You know, a lot of expectation has come about because of this retreat. 
You're expecting to be changed. You're expecting to be super, super people, in my words. But I just came back and I said, oh, I feel it. Here, here we go. And that's okay. I want to come up slow. I don't want to get the bends. Um, so some concluding thoughts out of this whole thing. I just learned to be gracious. Every single time we sat down, we were asked this question. Anybody have anything to share? Um, and if it's too personal, feel, don't, don't feel like you have to share. I loved hearing that because I'm at a point in my life, in my ministry where I'm like, come on, come on, get to freedom, share, no secrets. And, and God, and God says, oops, text message. God, God says, um, you don't need, you don't need to do that. You don't have to do that. You can allow people to be right where they're at because I'm okay with it. You can be okay with it. Um... My wife's like, where are you at? Fab. So uh, I want to do that. I want to be an extension of God's grace, mercy, and peace. Because here's the truth. God is always ready for people to come to freedom. But they're not always ready. And so it's a timing thing. There's a lot of fear involved that that is that is natural. And it, it is fearlessness and shamelessness and guiltlessness that is the opposite of natural. Yeah, it has to be super natural for people to overcome those things. God has to be at work and they have to be submissive to it. And he's got to give them the faith to believe. That's where faith comes from. Does it not? Are we not reminded by whoever wrote the book of Hebrews that, that God is the author and the perfecter of our faith? That's two phases of salvation there. That's justification and sanctification. He's the author Blank sheet of paper, God writes our writes in our faith, and the perfecter, He edits it. I don't know, I can't even wrap my mind around this, but He's the author and perfecter of our faith. It sounds like we just show up, and He does everything. So my prayer is, Lord, give me faith. I believe, but give me faith. And the two are the two should be distinguished. Um, water. Yeah. Learning to be gracious, learning to embrace uh, the the different denominations. Man, there is a lot of different denominations at the same retreat, and I didn't understand a lot of what people were saying when they were going into prayer and, and you know saying things. But God knew, and I felt at no point in the retreat that I need to say, "Hey, I don't understand what you're saying." No, it's just like praise God that He knows He's in control here, and. Uh, well, Possibly the best thing for the retreat is, is my is okay. So my my wife hates going first, right? It, she hates being in a crowd. Man, like, hey, you you share first. But so the last thing is this: they said pick one word that describes how you feel, and and out of all the people, right? They pointed to my wife, and she says, "Oh, that's easy. I'd love to go first. Accepted. That right there was proof positive that God had shown up and had." changed her spiritual DNA on that yet had given her a new heart on that any other day that might not have been the answer I mean it might not have come that quick it definitely most definitely wouldn't have come that quick but for me witnessing that firsthand was like whoa yeah and and you would have to be married to someone who's who's shy in, in order to appreciate what I'm saying here but when my wife said oh that's easy yeah I got the word right now it was like, thank you. Thank you, Father. Accepted. And it came to me next, right? I'm, I'm always ready. I'm always ready to rock and roll, but 
I said, what's your word, Ryan? And I said, you know what? Adopted. I'm adopted into the family. I never got such a clear picture. Someone shared that they they adopted um, some sons. And when the judge gave them the title, the title, they're like, not like a car, but he said, they shall be treated uh, as, they, be given all the rights as if they were the natural parents. I, I love that. And so after that story, God had given me a clear picture of Jesus Christ is, is the natural child. Everybody else in the family of God are adopted into the family. So I just felt like I'm adopted. And, and whenever anybody asks me who I am, that's what I'm going to say first and foremost. That's it. I'm an adopted child of God. That's my identity. Everything else is secondary. It's not my identity. Everything else is just icing on the cake. I happen to be a father. I happen to be a husband. I happen to be a brother. I happen to be a son. I happen to be a neighbor. I happen to be a co-worker. I happen to be serving in this capacity. I happen to be at this local church. But but as far as identity, I'm, I'm an adopted child of God period. I don't even identify myself with the, with the, um, with the negatives anymore. You know, I, I used, this show started off as, um, confessions of a recovering sin addict, but I, I've since had a hard change on that. No need to highlight the negative. Let's highlight the positive. I'm an adopted son. I'm an adopted son of God. My identity is in Christ. No one can ever take that from me. The things that you can take from me, well, that's not my identity because it's, it can be taken from me. I am so glad. I'm thankful for my friends who pushed me to go on this thing, who said, when I said, hey, well, you know, our youngest is, is nursing. We can't leave him. And for and for um, my spiritual director slash friend slash confidant slash just good friend, Plumber Dan, he says, that's none of your business. <laughs> it's none of your business. Who takes care of your kids? I was like, man, this is good. This is love. And for a professor to say, sorry, you're not bringing your kids in, in, in all the years we've had, no one has ever brought their kids on this, on this retreat. I was like, okay, there you go. Closed door is good for me. Clarity is good for me. So all those things orchestrated together. I mean, if anybody felt that they couldn't get away, really, really, you could get away. You could get away. All right, Fabcasters, thank you so much for coming on this journey with us. Um, you know me, I'm going to keep you guys up to date. Ra, uh, uh, wind, sun, shade, I can't even talk right now. Uh, good or bad, rain or shine, I'm going to share. Because I want us to come together in a community that's that's in the formation, right? God is constantly at work in spiritual formation, forming us and molding us. He's redeemed us and he's now restoring us to the likeness of his son. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I, I pray that you come on this journey with us. Fabcasters, love you. Talk to you later. Bye.